the idea of becoming Boaz is uh, really just based off of uh, a, a important uh, figure in the Bible named Boaz who uh, redeemed um, some lost, uh, uh, I guess, land, you could put it that way, but in, in doing such, he also um, was very influential and uh, and also um, became one of the uh, men in the lineage of Jesus Christ and, and David, and um, uh, was the husband of Ruth, which is in the Bible. Uh, Ruth is a book of the Bible. So um, whether you are listening to this and thinking, um, I don't know much about the Bible and who's this Boaz person and things like that, um, you'll get more information later. <laughs> but um, if you know a lot about the Bible, then that's great too. Um, and uh, you'll understand some of the things that I say immediately. Uh, and my goal is not to um, necessarily always bring a, a new revelation or something like that every time or, you know, but um, just to encourage uh, men and um, even women, but specifically men, to um, be the men that God has called them to be um, as a man who loves Jesus Christ and who loves uh, God. Uh, I just felt that this was an important thing to uh, encourage each one of us uh, to um, to grow stronger in the, the word, but also to grow stronger in our relationship with God. And by doing so, we can be better men to our communities and uh, specifically to our families, um, hopefully getting married and having children and being solid men who will uh, be stable and love our wives and children. And, um, and that will be a benefit to the church, but also to the world. So, um, Today, uh, my goal is to talk about um, I, what one of the essential things I think is uh, to be a to be a man uh, of God, a man like Boaz, would be to have faith in God. So um, I'll go ahead and get right into it. Um, one of the figures in the Bible I'd like to bring up um, as uh, someone who uh, shows he has faith in God. Uh, and um, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, I'm willing, I'm willing to give up. You know, he's uh, he definitely trusts the Lord. And and uh, so let me go ahead and just read a couple of things and just we can go over that. Um, so his name's Caleb. Um, you'll find him in the uh, time of Moses, the uh, numbers um, specifically, and talking about um, what Moses did. He had uh, 12 spies uh, go out um, and seek out some of the land that uh, Israel would be conquering. Um, God sent them to you know, um, have a certain land that was mostly held by um Canaanites and such, um, but uh, 
just to cut to the important stuff here, um, Caleb and Joshua were two of the men that came back from the 12 spies and uh, said, you know, uh, God can do all things and uh, let's go ahead and conquer it. Um, and um, I'm going to go ahead and let Caleb speak for himself here. This is in Joshua uh, chapter 14. Um, and we're going to look at uh, starting with, uh, let's see here. Uh, okay, so verse 6 here. He says, uh, Then the children of Judah came unto Joshua in Gilgal, uh, Caleb the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, uh, said unto him, Thou knowest the thing that the Lord said unto Moses, the man of God, concerning me and thee in Kadesh Barnea. So he's reflecting back into the time where um like I said, uh, him and uh, J Joshua had uh, came back from uh, looking at the land. He said it uh, here, verse 7, 40 years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. And I brought him word again at it, um, as it was in my heart. Um, nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt, giving them a bad a report, a bad statement about going to conquer the land. Um, but I wholly followed the Lord my God, uh, referring to himself. Uh, he wholly followed the Lord God, which was saying that the land was plenteous and it was good for them and they can take it. So that's basically what Joshua and Caleb both uh, believed, uh, which is what God said in the beginning. Um, and Moses swear on that day, saying, Surely the land whereon thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance and thy children forever. Um, and so at this point, it has, uh, he goes on to verse 10, and he brings back up this promise. He says, The Lord hath kept me alive, as he said, these 45 years even since the Lord spake these words unto Moses. So uh, just so you know, when he, when um, Caleb had gone to spy out the land, uh, he was 40 years old, him and Joshua. And um, so now he is actually, and he says it here, I am this day 85 years old. And yet I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. So he's saying he was he's just as strong as he is at 85 than he was at 40. Um, and so uh, this is a man who held on to what God told him, uh, regardless of what was going on with the people he was with. 40 years of traveling in the desert, people dying and uh, people he knew um, he still held on to the promises that God told him that the land would be his. And um, and then uh, Joshua agrees, he says, uh, in verse 13, 
of uh, chapter 14 of Joshua says, And Joshua blessed him and gave unto Caleb the son of Jephunneh uh, Hebron for an inheritance. Now, the important thing about this here is that even though he's 85, and even though this land has been promised to him by God, and even though God promised him he would live and be able to take the land, that was at 40 years old. Now he's 85 and he has not shaken. He has not given up. He is still going to go and conquer this land at 85. And uh, if you go to 15, chapter 15 of uh, Joshua, you'll see it say right here in verse uh, 14 of uh, 15. It says, And Caleb drove thence three sons of Anak, Shishai and Ahiman and Talmai, the three sons of Anak. He drove them out. Okay, Caleb uh, obviously had his Judah people with him, but he led as a general and he drove out these sons of Anak. Now, Anak were pretty much tall men. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it would have been much like, uh, you know, maybe like a David and Goliath type situation where you got a bunch of guys about five foot five, maybe at most six feet fighting guys that are seven to eight feet tall. So, um, you know, it would have been weird to see it, but, you know, through God, all things are possible. So you have to have faith in God. Um, and then I want to uh, contrast this with um first chapter in Ruth, where you're looking at a different man who did not have faith in God. He says, if you read, uh, go to uh, Ruth chapter one, and, and uh, here you'll see what's going on. Uh, but just to kind of preface uh, this a little bit, you have someone named Elimelech. And Elimelech is one of the also, he's of the lineage of Judah, much like um, Caleb is or was. But uh, this is uh, some years later, and uh, Caleb probably would have been passed by now. And Elimelech um, was of the tribe of Judah, but he lived more in Bethlehem area. And um, he uh, basically what ended up happening is the uh, area that God has blessed them with um it had gone through a little famine. And by little, I mean, you know, famine is famine where there's, you know, starving and hard to get food for your family. So um, not unlike many of us, he says, hey, God put me here. I tried it out. It's not working. So um, he took him and his wife, Naomi, and his two sons, Malan and Chilean, and they said bye. And he sold his property and he moved to Moab where uh, things are more prosperous. And so and let's go in verse two of chapter one of Ruth. He says, the name of the man was Elimelech and the name of his wife, Naomi, and the name of his two sons, Malan and Chilion, uh, which are Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they came into the country of Moab and continued there. So they lived there. Now, Elimelech, Naomi, 
husband died. Okay. And so, and then about 10 years later, um, based off of what I'm reading here, uh, you'll see it in uh, verse four, um, you know, his Chilean and Malan got married to Ruth and Orpah, uh, but um, Chilean and Malan die as well. And so now Naomi, uh, back then, you did not want to have a situation where you didn't have a male in your life. It was just not, um, just like much of the world today, uh, you need a man just to have some type of validity to your life. Uh, you know, whether it's a husband, a brother, uh, a son. Um, but in this situation, Naomi lost uh, both her, her husband and two sons. So um, anyway, so I'm not going to go into more about that right now. But the important thing is you have two different scenarios. You have one where a man trusts God for 45 years, even though he was given a promise at 40 years old. And when God gives him the land, he still has to fight for it, still has to fight giants. And he still conquers and does it under God's power because he never quit. He never gave up on God. He always held to the faith uh, of having faith in God. Next, you have uh, Limelech, who is same bloodline for the most part as Caleb, uh, saw the miracles. Probably his father was there during the battles, but he still didn't hold to the faith. Um, you know, got things start getting tough. Uh, water probably stopped coming. And, um, you know, he said, I'm sorry, God, but I just don't trust you anymore. I'm, I don't like your way. I don't like your your ideas, your plans. And, uh, you know, when you get to that point, um, you know, I mean, in this situation, he just died. And um, but I'm not you know, saying, hey, I don't know the answer for every man in, in their lives. But I do know if you ever plan on being the man of God that you're supposed to be, you have to trust God. You have to trust the will of God. You have to trust his word. And um, and though it may take years, it may take decades, uh, it may not take that long, which it doesn't always, but um, trust him. And um, if uh, if you are hearing this and you are not one that has trust the Lord, uh, given your life to him, um, I want to encourage you to uh, to uh, you know, find a local church who studies the Bible and uh, solid believing in Christ, believes Christ is the Son of God, um, and Jesus Christ specifically. <laughs> I don't know who else out there, but uh, you know, just in case, um, they believe Christ is the Son of God, and um, He is both a hundred percent man and a hundred percent God, and um, we can go more into that later, but. He died on the cross for our sins, and he shed his blood uh, so that we could be cleansed and set free. Um, so uh, if you want to accept Christ into your heart, just ask him to do so. Just say, Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Save me. Put me on the right path. Um, show me 
that you are real. Um, if you um, have prayed that, um, you know, just email me and um, I'll go ahead and have my email here for you. Um, it's I'm becoming Boaz at gmail.com. Okay. Um, and if you have any other questions, I'd love to hear them. Um, this is not just going to be me on my own talking. I want uh, definitely brothers and sisters in Christ to have, you know, if you have any questions or even uh, unbelievers, if you don't believe Jesus Christ as your, as your Savior, but you have questions or you just um, are searching, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy to, you know, show you whatever information I can. Um, and I'll be praying for you all. Um, any prayer requests, feel free to send those as well. All right. Uh, thanks for uh, hearing uh, some information here about uh, being a man of God and uh, having faith in God as uh, your one step towards becoming uh, Boaz. <laughs> all right. Take care. God bless all of you. Bye.